LaChina, the WNBA playoffs begin tonight. And of course, the focus has been all season on two teams. Now, I'm not talking about the defending champion Las Vegas Aces and New York Liberty. Just kidding. Yes, of course I am. They are the super teams of the WNBA. So, LaChina, when was this impending collision born? Well, it was born in the offseason. your 2022 WNBA champions. After the Las Vegas Aces won the 2022 championship, everyone looked around and said, if you plan on beating this team, you have got to stack your talent. The Aces uh, have, you know, number one picks across the board, Plum, uh, Jackie Young, Asia Wilson, and then they went and added another number one pick in Candace Parker. So um, if anything, every other player in this league, every other GM and coach was looking like, okay, if anyone's going to beat them, we've got to make some moves. And it just so happened that this all came together during a free agency period in the WNBA that was very active. Brianna Stewart was a free agent. Courtney Vandersloot, obviously. I mean, a number of players were coming to an end in their contracts where they were. And so there was talent up for grabs. And um, the New York Liberty did an amazing job in going out and securing two former MVPs and Stewart and John Paul Jones and bringing in WNBA's assist leader uh, in, in Courtney Vandersloot. And so that is when the super team conversation started. When the dust settled, these two teams, the Aces and the Liberty, did finish as the top two seeds in the playoffs. So, LaChina, did they pretty much live up to the offseason hype? They did and they didn't, Michelle. So, the Aces uh, definitely lived up to the billing and were dominant throughout a majority of the regular season. They did hit a tough stretch towards the end, but for the most part, the Aces were an ace. New York, on the other end, it took them a while to get their footing. Keeping in mind, you're adding together a lot of new talent, new pieces, two former MVPs, a new point guard. And in the city of New York, there is not a lot of patience when it comes to winning. So everyone yeah. was thinking that they needed to win now. And this is a franchise that has never won a WNBA championship. They were one of the original franchises started 27 years ago. So the sense of urgency was there from the outside, but the Liberty took their time building. I think everybody has been looking forward to this matchup in the WNBA. Could this be a preview of what we may see in October? And you can look at their matchups throughout the season. I remember June 29th in particular, just being so excited about the first matchup of the super teams. And the Aces ended up winning by 17 points. And it wasn't just 17 points. Their biggest lead in that game was definitely in the 20s. And I was like, wait, wait, this is not the clash of the Titans we expected. And Becky Hammond's team took control. A punch as they came out in the third quarter really extended it and took control of this one. 
And quite honestly, they would go on to have some very interesting matchups where they were lopsided. The win for the New York Liberty on August 6th, for example, was a 38-point shellacking, which honestly was needed because it was like a coming out uh, party for New York. Complete and utter domination this afternoon at Barclays from the New York Liberty. They trounce the defending champion aces 99 to 61 the final. They had a packed house. Everyone was like, okay, you cannot let the Vegas Aces steamroll you again. And they came out and were dominant. So we were now like, okay, we now have two super teams. Before we only had one, but now we've got two. So it it ended up their regular season series. They were split 2-2. New York did win the Commissioner's Cup, which was huge in a 19-point win. But I will say we're still waiting on that barn burner, like that, that, um, big knockout drag down fight uh, between these two. This like overtime or, or buzzer beater game or just a close one. But the playoffs could really hold something special in the series between Las Vegas and New York if they are on a track to meet again. The WNBA playoffs tip off tonight with two teams that appear to be on a collision course for the finals. The number one seed defending champion Las Vegas Aces and the number two seed New York Liberty. But this season has been so much more than just these teams. There's been an explosion of scoring, an epic MVP battle, and of course, Brittany Griner's return to the court. So today, our resident WNBA expert, LaChina Robinson, gives us a crash course on everything and everyone we should be paying attention to as the W looks to crown a new champ. I'm Michelle Steele. It's Wednesday, September 13th. This is ESPN Daily. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you people wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first one or for your fashionista mom who likes to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate with them both. You can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to, say, 100 bucks and below. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything or even pre-wrapped gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. LaChina, the WNBA playoffs start tonight. First up, we have the number three seed, Connecticut Sun, taking on the six seed, Minnesota Lynx. Then we have the number eight seed, Chicago Sky, against the defending champ and the one seed, the Aces. Now, before we get into all that, remind us about the new format for the W playoffs this year. 
Yeah, so there's an A-team bracket. The top eight teams make the playoffs, and it's seeded by record. And what I love about the W is it's not done by conference. And for a long time, it was. It was, you know, East versus West. So you had to take a certain number of teams from the East and, well, top four teams from the East and top four teams from the West. But what we found was happening over time was that the East was not holding up their end of the bargain. (laughs) And we were having like Phoenix versus Seattle in the semifinals. And those were the two best teams in the WNBA instead of what should have been the championship round. And the East just wasn't as strong. So very happy about that change. Another change that we've seen as of recent is there used to be um, a buy for the better team. So the one and two seeds used to get, you know, I think two two rounds um, of rest and the three and four seed would get to sit out the first round. But now everyone plays in the first round. Um, and I also like the two one format where the top seed gets first two games at home and the lower seed is that third. Last season, the lower seed got game one at home, which... <laughs> I don't know, you know, I don't know which one you think is best, Michelle, but uh, we found a lot of top seeds in trouble with that one-two format. Mm. Um, and then we have the the semifinals, which goes best of five, and the finals, which is best of five, and both of those are a two-two-one. Okay, so it sounds like some of the changes that they have made will be good for fans, certainly perhaps even for the reporters covering these teams in the playoffs. But let's talk about that A-team bracket. We've got two super teams that seem to be on a collision course in the finals. Of course, the Aces and the Liberty. But let's make the case against each of those favorites. Uh, Let's start with the Aces now. How do you go about stopping a team with Asia Wilson, Chelsea Gray, Jackie Young, and of course, Kelsey Plum? Um, let's just say you better have all the cards in the deck in the right place (laughs) if you're going to beat the Aces because um, this team is so talented. You know, the margin for error definitely got smaller for them with the loss of Candace Parker. Um, That was a huge blow because of her poise, her leadership, her experience. I mean, she's a two-time MVP. She was... You know, she is a player like we've never seen who transcends the game of basketball in so many ways, but has also um, changed the way we see the point forward position. Um, So that's a big loss, but um, you're still trying to find an answer for two-time MVP Asia Wilson, could be winning her third MVP this season. Asia Wilson, what can't you do? The spin move, Asia Wilson, just stop it. Chelsea Gray, the point god, has been outstanding going back to last season's finals where she was the MVP. Gray, you pick Chelsea Gray, another 20-point afternoon. So you got to have your defense intact. Um, But, and that honestly, if I had to say there is one key to trying to knock off the aces, it's your perimeter defense has to do their job. In my opinion, mm. um, the Aces are at their best when Chelsea Gray and Kelsey Plum are really playing at a high level. Jackie Young is going to Jackie. Like, she is one of the most consistent players in this league, one of the most underrated. She is a quiet assassin. 
But if you can get Chelsea Gray and Kelsey Plum off kilter, you have a shot at the Aces. That changes how Asia Wilson gets the ball. It changes so much about this team. And we have seen them kind of play on on five different pages, if you will, in, in a single game. So if you can get them to play as individuals and take away the assists and the transition game, you have a shot. But like I said, good luck. On the other side, we've got the number two seed, New York Liberty. You got MVPs like Stewie Wright, Jonquil Jones. You got all-star guards, Sabrina Ionescu, Courtney Vandersloot, of course, who made that move from Chicago to New York. How do you slow them down? There are two characteristics of this New York Liberty team that are historically good. Number one is their assists. Vandersloot, no good on the short jumper. Now looks inside to Laney, lays it in with the left. That's the ball movement we are akin to seeing here with this New York Liberty squad. They were flirting with the WNBA record for assists in single season this year. Um, just passed the ball so effortlessly. They understand a good to great pass. Um, very unselfish. It seems like that record just follows Courtney Vandersloot wherever she is because she actually set the record in Chicago. Um, and, and the way they move the ball is phenomenal. So you've got to be disruptive in that way. The other number that's historic for them is that they set the WNBA record for numbers of threes made per game. Genescu from deep. Cash is the try. Kick out. Vandersloot for three. Good. Here's Stewie for three, and she connects. And they were well in the double figures for several games this season in threes made. Their average, I believe, is right around 10 or 11. Um, But you got to take away the three-point line. When they start getting hot from long range, this team, um, you know, just puts so much pressure on your, not only on your defense, but on your offense. Because if you think you're going to two-ball them the entire contest, that doesn't work. You can't trade threes for twos. So you got to disrupt their threes. You got to take away their passing. But again, they're just so, so good. You know, we like to say that Liberty Aces is inevitable, right? But are there other teams out there that you could see in the finals? Yes. Uh Any of these eight teams could make it to the finals. But if I'm being like real... <laughs> Uh, the Dallas Wings is definitely a team that I could see making the finals. I've been so impressed with what Latricia Tremel has done in her first year as head coach there. Um, Satu Sabli is going to be on an all-WNBA team, most likely the most improved player in the league. She is a unicorn at six foot four that can handle, shoot the three, get to the rim. Her passing is exceptional for her size, and we're seeing her in this breakout season that's really elevated Dallas in a major way. We knew what Arike Gumbawale could do in terms of her scoring, but you add that to Natasha Howard, who is an all-world player in her first season in Dallas. And also, I think the one factor for Dallas that can cause teams trouble is they have two players on their roster that are 6'7", Tierra McCowan uh, and also Kalani Brown coming off of the bench. And that is some size that is tough to deal with. Their rebounding ability is is then just incredible. Good luck getting to the glass. So they can put a big team on the floor with Satu at the three spot that just can make it tough for you to get rebounds. And so they get offensive rebounds and putbacks. They can control pace off of the defensive glass. 
Really, really dangerous team. And then, of course, the Connecticut Sun. My coach of the year was uh, Stephanie White, though Latricia Trammell was a close second. And um, no one really thought that Connecticut could keep their consistency through the adversity that they've had this year. They ended up with that three seed, but they lost Bree Jones, who was their double-double machine, one of the most efficient players in the paint in league history, an all-star. Uh, and so when they lost her almost mid-season, everyone was like, okay, you already don't have a true point guard after Jasmine Thomas leaves. You lost John Quell Jones in the offseason, and now you lose Bree Jones. Like, how are you keeping this train on the track? But they have. And a lot of it has had to do with the play of Dewana Bonner, who has been outstanding as a veteran in this league, and Alyssa Thomas, who might be a first-time MVP winner this year. At least she got my vote. So the way that they play together, this is probably, you know, you can look at all the rest of these teams and say they have so much individual talent, but Connecticut is the one team in the field that just never loses their composure as a team, as a unit. They play within their their schemes. They are very well coached. They come out very prepared. So um, those are probably the other two teams that people may be sleeping on a little bit to win the championship. You know, so many people raised their eyebrows when they saw so much talent being hoarded, signed, what have you, by the Las Vegas and New York franchises. In your opinion, do you think this super team experiment, so to speak, do you think it's been good for the W? I think it's been really good for the W. Hmm. Uh, it's it's really helped to drive narrative and given that storyline that people look to hold on to, right? Like I was just telling a friend the other day that I'm not a big football fan, but I am all into Coach Prime. Like this is a storyline that catches my attention and it's easy to follow. I know the team I'm going to be watching every Saturday, right? <laughs> and so the Aces and the Liberty have done that for the WNBA, kind of giving you this big picture rivalry that you were circling on your calendar all year long to watch these stacked teams. The other thing that it's done, and it's brought attention to how WNBA franchises are stepping up their game from an ownership standpoint. Joe Sy, who's the owner of the New York Liberty, Mark Davis, who's the owner of the Las Vegas Aces, have put incredible resources behind elevating their teams in their marketing, in their branding, just all of the money that they're that they're putting in, advocating publicly for charter flights and other things that are attracting players. So now other owners across the league are like, well, if we want to attract free agents and we need to if we're going to compete with the aces and the liberties of the world, we've got to do more. So it's helped to raise the bar from that standpoint for the league, which has also been very, very good. Coming up, the most important player not in the playoffs. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is, not only are Wonderful Pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. LaChina, one of the big trends we saw this season is an explosion of big individual scoring games. There were actually 13 games this year in the W where a player scored more than 40 points. That's a league record. What do you think is behind this trend? I think there are a couple things behind this. One is that this is the best league in the world, right? We're watching 144 of the best women's basketball players in the world. Um, who have not just competed in the WNBA, but have won championships internationally, have won gold medals. There's talent from Australia and so many other countries. And um, they're good. (laughs) They're really, 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 really good. And what I see happening in just the game in general is the versatility is growing so much. And and a lot of players do credit that to their overseas development in the offseason is that you don't just have an Alyssa Thomas who's a 6'2 power forward, but she can also play point guard and she can also be your leading rebounder. And then you have Brianna Stewart and John Quell and Asia Wilson who, um, you know, can play back to the basket, but their face-up game is as effective. So you are having to guard players from more places on the floor consistently than you were maybe 20 years ago in this league. So the skill set has grown. But I will also say I feel like with all the changes to all of the rosters in the offseason, teams were a little slow to come along defensively. This wasn't the sharpest defensive season from the league overall as well. And that's not Mm. to take away from those performances, but you kind of got to know where the barometer is from year to year in terms of the defensive strength of the league. So all those things considered... Those 40-point games, the efficiency of those games were phenomenal um, and just tells you how talented the WNBA is across the board and and where the league is headed. You know, before we finish, uh, LaChina, I want to touch on one player who's not going to be in the postseason this year but was such a huge storyline for the entire league. And really, I mean, this was an international story, right? The return of Brittany Griner. She opened up the season uh, with Phoenix. She was playing on the road in Los Angeles. Can you describe that return to the league at the beginning of the season? Unimaginable. Uh, I could not fathom how Brittany Griner was able to gather herself and prepare mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally 
for a 40-game WNBA season. It was unimaginable. Um, everything that she had gone through during her wrongful detainment, um, it, I just could not believe it. And you, just as much as I read all the headlines that upon returning home, the first thing she wanted to do was go to the basketball court and she wanted to play. And people were saying, well, she needs to take a break. She needs to, um, you know, make sure that her mental, physical and all that, you know, her health in general is good. But what we didn't account for is how much peace Brittany Griner gets from playing the game of basketball, how much joy she gets from that. And um, just... Her wanting to show up for her teammates is the selfless player that I know Brittany Griner to be. And she wanted to be there with them. She wanted to go through this season. And I just, I, I just, I can't say enough. I had a chance to catch up with Brittany in Phoenix before the season started. And I just, I could not believe how Brittany she was. I was like, how is she standing in front of me as the person I've known her to be. Now, with that being said, she was very candid about how much her body had changed and having to get in shape and losing muscle mass. But also, as the season went on, she ended up taking a mental health break and realizing that um, she did need to step aside for the game. And and I just was even more impressed with um, her courage to do that. Yeah, when you especially when you think about where she was a year ago in Russian detention, um, I was reading some of the coverage, and I know Diana Taurasi had said before the season opener, and kind of with a little bit of a a smile on her face, um, but there's a little bit of truth to it too. She said, if anyone is built for Russian prison, it is Brittany Griner because she is just that mentally strong. And it was interesting, and I was actually relieved that she took a mental break um, later on in the season. You know, we know that she's going to be an unrestricted free agent in 2024, which is just next year. Um, How do you project that playing out, and how do you project her getting back onto the court next season? The Phoenix Mercury organization has been through a lot, and it will, all eyes and all attention will be on that franchise in the offseason to see how things go. Diana Taurasi still has another year, at least, on her contract. She struggled through injuries this year, but when she was good, she was good, including a 42-point performance that put her over the top of, of 10,000 points on her career. They made a coaching change, you know, just about midseason, fairly early Um, which was also difficult to absorb. Um, They have a very, very complicated relationship with Skylar Diggins-Smith, who was on the final year of her contract this year that um, definitely raised some eyebrows with with comments that she made. Uh, And then again, you add in, you know, everything that Brittany Griner has experienced. So there's been a lot on this organization. And um, I, I know that I'm very sensitive in how I talk about this because the X Factor fans have been through a lot um, and so I don't know what will happen with Brittany. I know that she loves Phoenix. I know she loves that organization. I know she loves the Mercury, but I do think that all eyes will be on the moves of of, of their general manager and, and how this offseason is handled. But also I believe that Diana Taurasi's decision in the offseason, where she usually does not decide anything until, um, you know, right around free agency. But, you know, that also could have some bearing on what Brittany decides to do in her future. LaChina, I know you don't make picks for who wins this thing, uh, but you will be covering the playoffs for us closer than anybody in the building. So let's close with this, okay? What are you most looking forward to watching as the WNBA playoffs progress over the next few weeks? 
I am looking forward to seeing if the super teams live up to the hype. And not just do they make it to the finals, but how well do they play on the way there if that ends up being our matchup. I would also love to see if these 40-point performances continue in the playoffs. Why not? Um, we had them in the regular season, so I'm always curious to see like who is going to put their team on their, on their backs and give up those big numbers. But all in all, I'm here for the buzzer beaters, for the ankle breakers. I'm here for overtime. All of the action, Michelle. I cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. That makes two of us, and we're here for you. Thanks, LaChina. Thanks, Michelle. I'm Michelle Steele. This has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow.